The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about understanding the difference between right and wrong in marketing. Joining us today is Chris Walker, who is the CEO of Refine Labs, which is a demand accelerator for B2B SaaS companies. Refine Labs helps companies increase marketing contribution to qualified pipeline and revenue while lowering customer acquisition costs through their demand acceleration framework that captures existing marketing demand in intent channels to create awareness in new channels. Yesterday, Chris and I talked about measuring marketing without vanity metrics, and today we're going to continue the conversation and talk about what Chris considers to be dark social. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Chris Walker, the CEO of Refine Labs. Chris, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Glad to be back. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about the beginnings of what's right and wrong in marketing, specifically what are the right and wrong ways that you should be thinking about evaluating your marketing? And I landed the plane on, if you don't know your customers, it doesn't matter what metrics you have, right? It all ties back to, if you have an understanding of your customer, you can put marketing programs together that will get the right people to your front door, that'll drive revenue. And then you can retrospectively look back to see who are the biggest revenue drivers and figure out what channels they came from and replicate your marketing efforts based on that data. Now, there's a bunch of different channels that are out there and marketers are often trying to think of, ways to, I don't want to say game the system, but do something that's effective that may or may not be within the bounds of marketing. Let's take cold email as an example. We all send emails to people that haven't expressly signed up to get an email, and that's fine. From a sales team, you can reach out to somebody and ask them to sell. That's perfectly legal. But there's also different channels that are being abused. Other emails, one to many, social as well. You're, you're the expert in, I don't know if you're the expert in, but you're the person that's coined the term in my mind, Dark social. Sounds very creepy. What the heck is dark social? The reality of the situation is that through the scale and maturity of the internet, there has been opened up word of mouth channels between, in this context, B2B professionals through social networks, content platforms, communities, groups, direct word of mouth like Slack or other things like that, where peers can communicate. So that's the social part of it. And then the dark part of it is that it, none of it gets tracked by attribution software and none of it creates intent data. And so all of these places where B2B buyers are researching, evaluating, and discovering 
B2B products and making decisions and validating those decisions with their peers and setting business priorities and consuming content are places where there's no attribution for it. And these are the most valuable touches in any B2B sale. So what's happening is what I've coined, we go through dark social, I've coined another term called the attribution mirage, where companies are following attribution software thinking that they're super data driven, and they're actually being led astray. And I believe that most companies make the wrong decisions because they rely too much on attribution software and not enough on common sense. Common sense. What is that? And how is it related to marketing? I'm kidding. That's not my next question. I will say that I am a victim of this. I will raise my hand when I'm trying to market the MarTech podcast. It's easy to say I put $5,000 into this audio ads campaign. And the month that I ran the campaign, I got more downloads. So all of the incremental downloads must be from this marketing campaign. Now, in reality, I know that there's massive fluctuations based on who my guests are, how my guests share that content, where the content was shared, how it was syndicated in places like you said, the dark social that I can never track. And I just assume that those things are table stakes and net out as even over time. So if you can't figure out attribution for the unattributable, the whisper in the ear, how do you evaluate what is being driven by an unattributable channel as opposed to things that you can attribute value to. Here's the thing. I didn't say that they were unattributable. I said that they don't get measured by software-based attribution. Go on. So what we've done is we've taken a couple pages out of the Common Sense book and we've put a, how did you hear about us form a field on our form? That's a required free text field. And then our customers, when they complete the form, it says, hey, I'd love to talk to your sales rep. They also tell you how they heard about you. And when they say, this is where I heard about you, it's not the first channel. It's not the last touch channel. It's what the customer considers the most impactful channel. And then we get qualitative insights about where they're hearing it. And I'll give you some examples. And after we've done that, then we compared the data from what the customer said versus what enterprise grade attribution software said. Before you get into it, you're going to tell me the comparison between what the customer said and what your attribution said. It's important context. What's the product you're selling? What's the company that you're doing this comparison for? So we do this for our consulting business. Okay. We sell to B2B tech SaaS, and we've implemented it on several B2B SaaS companies that sell software to HR leaders or finance leaders, et cetera, for $50,000 a year. So we are getting this data from professional services point of view and from a SaaS point of view with non-marketing or sales buyers. It's a professional service business. Got it. Yes. Go ahead. So in the data that we collected, some of the examples of the things that we heard is I heard about you in Revenue Collective from Kyle Lacey is what the customer said. And what software-based attribution says is organic search. And then somebody else says, I heard about you from Gatano Denardi and then I started following your CEO, Chris, on LinkedIn and now I'm on your website ready to convert. And attribution software says direct traffic. And then somebody else says, I heard your CEO speak at the CMX Summit last Thursday and now I'm on your website and converting. And the attribution software says paid search. So it's not that attribution software is wrong. It's that attribution software is favoring lower funnel channels that people pass through when they're ready to buy. And attribution software-based attribution fails to measure social media accurately. It fails to measure communities at all. It fails to measure word of mouth at all. It fails to measure podcasts at all. And so our four main revenue drivers are social media, word of mouth, podcast and communities. And three of the four aren't measured at all by attribution software and social media for us is underreported by about 70%. And so if you didn't have and then what the attribution software says is that 85% of our leads and our opportunities come from organic search or direct traffic. 
well, shit, Chris, what am I supposed to do now to grow my business? Everything that I see in my attribution platform and everybody that's looking around saying, well, now all my data's crap. I'm going to go out and just try to pitch communities on sharing my content. You know, what's the, what's the play here? The thing is that at the moment, like I mentioned at the beginning, I think that people are being led astray. I have conversations with CMOs that tell me a thousand person company at the moment we're seeing attribution is telling us that all of our buyers come through organic search or paid search. We've invested. We've stopped doing social. We've stopped our podcast. We're just investing more in paid search and SEO. Can you believe that? That's what attribution software is telling them. But if they asked, how did you hear about us? They would get a completely different answer and they would have a completely different strategy. So what I'm saying is that people need to think about different mechanisms to measure these things than using software that has clear, massive flaws. So that's one example that how did you hear about us works very well. We also run win analysis. So once you win a customer, to call them and then ask them how they heard about you, where they were discovering you, what things they evaluated, who they talked to to understand their buying process so that you can replicate that, not using software, just asking them what they do. And then lastly, we use large scale market research surveys to survey buyers about where they spend time on a mobile device, where they research products like this, what communities they're a part of, et cetera. And then we get real data about what our customers are doing and where we should be doing marketing. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. It sounds like what you're saying is that all the attribution software is tracking what's driving the bottom of funnel, basically where you are capturing demand. It's not talking about what's driving demand, what's driving interest. So isn't there two separate calculations that need to happen here? What is driving interest and awareness and consideration? And then what's actually capturing? Because it seems like you need both. Hey, we need people to hear us on a podcast and see us through speaking opportunities and be engaged in this community. But none of those things actually drive someone into your funnel. They have to be captured through some of these bottom of the funnel attributable channels. Isn't it like an awareness versus consideration? Don't you need both? 
It's interesting to think about it. And so one example, small sample size, we've spent zero effort capturing demand, zero. Haven't spent a minute on SEO, our title tags suck. We don't do conversion rate optimization on our website. Like we spend zero time on it and we continue to have compounding gains because we create demand. And when we create demand, we're creating demand for our service and we don't think that there's a competitor in the set. And so people wanna do what we're doing, they gotta work with us. So that's like how we approach it. It's interesting because like, if I went based on what you said, then it would say that our SEO is providing an immense amount of value, but it's we're not doing anything and it's not. So it's interesting to think about how to do that. But yes, what we're recommending is people have two layers. They use capture demand attribution with multi-touch attribution software, which most companies do already, but they need an additional layer of what is creating the demand in channels that are typically not attributable, which is what everyone's missing. And so they just think that SEO is driving their business and it's not. I mean, to me, I think about this as multiple stages in the funnel. What's driving awareness? How does somebody hear about you in the first place? Where do they get that first you know, positive image of you that gets them to want to engage and follow along with your story? And then your nurture efforts, what keeps them interested until they are in market? And then there is what captures the demand. And it seems like what you're talking about is, yeah, sure, I hear you. The value of podcasts and the value of somebody whispering provocatively in another marketer's ears saying, Refine Labs is the best solution in the world, right? That's going to have a bigger impact than, hey, I Googled and I saw Refine Labs number one for whatever your product or services titles are. It makes it more human. It has a bigger impact. It's what drives impulse. It's what drives the actual demand. But you still can get incremental value by optimizing your SEO efforts. You still can get incremental demand by optimizing your your paid search, that bottom of the funnel stuff. It's not that optimizing for those channels doesn't make a difference in your business. You have all this demand. You could potentially do a better job capturing it, but you need both. You need to drive someone to the hospital and then the hospital has to fix the patients. That's a weird metaphor, but that was a weird metaphor for what we're talking about. But yes, you need to create demand and then you have to have setups to capture it. And both of them matter, especially when you are in a space that has high competition. You need to do both. Here's my big takeaway here. Chris, you're right. Podcasts are totally undervalued. People should invest more in them. Hell yeah. Selfishly. It's not just podcasts. (laughs) There is the notion of all the connections that happen digitally communities, your Facebook groups, all the mentions where people are reading something and not necessarily taking an action, but they're storing that information in this little thing we call our brains. And when they are actually ready to make a transaction, then they come to another channel that you say, well, that's a paid search conversion. My paid search channel must have built the awareness, nurtured that lead, and then got them to the website, which converted them. Yay, paid search. That's not how it works seven to 10 touches per customer to get them to engage with your brand. Then you have to have a good conversion rate funnel. Hey, your sales team actually has to reach out and be compelling. Listen to what their problems are. Sell your solution. Marketing is not a one size fits all, one impression. The multi-touch attribution isn't enough to actually figure out what's driving the value in your brand. You need awareness. You need credibility. You need to nurture your leads. You need to stay in front of them. Reach, frequency, depth of message to get them into those attributable channels. You know, I think of this like a fishing metaphor. If you use a boat to get out into the ocean and then you use a fishing pole to catch a fish, but the net is actually what you use to pull them out of the ocean and you're saying, well, my net caught the fish, you're missing the story. And that's essentially what you're saying is don't forget about the boat 
It matters which boat you use. It matters where you go. It matters which hook you use. It matters what type of bait. Marketing is complex. It is not just how are you getting somebody into your boat. Chris, save me with this metaphor. Please tell me if you know anything about fishing. Bring us home. So the final challenge that I'll throw out here is that because companies rely so much on attribution that they don't do things like a podcast and social because they don't get measured. But another effect that happens is that they have to do marketing in a very specific way to measure it. And so they use channels improperly like LinkedIn, et cetera, to just capture email addresses so they can attribute it to LinkedIn as opposed to delivering information and then engaging in things like that, which is what you're supposed to do on a social network. So to facilitate measurement, marketers do the wrong things. Marketers do the wrong things. But the good news is, Chris, that's what keeps you and I in business. Oh, yeah. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Chris Walker, the CEO of Refine Labs. If you'd like to get in touch with Chris, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is chriswalker171, that's C-H-R-I-S-W-A-L-K-E-R, the number's 171, or you can visit his company's website, which is refinelabs.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.